The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Miller Lite, and Hulu. And good evening, everybody. Jeff Joniak along with my broadcast partner, Tom Thayer from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM, and Jim Miller from Sirius XM NFL Radio, Bears Preseason TV, and the X-Bears quarterback. Good evening, fellas. Good to be back with you. You got your camp faces on? Oh, yeah. Now for the last, you know, the, yeah, the last couple of weeks before camp starts, it kind of starts taking shape, and now it's down to that DEFCON 1 or 5, whichever is the worst, because it's here, and you better be ready. Well, Denver Broncos already reported had their first practice today. A couple other teams had their first-year players, like the Baltimore Ravens and Cardinals, are showing up. So football's back. Excited about it. Jeff, good to have you back from vacation. You should be well-rested for next Friday. Well-rested, ready to go. That uh, internal clock keeps on ticking. You get a little more uh, less congenial as you get ready to, to get into the grind, the great grind of the football season. I actually told my kids that today. If I'm a little grouchy, don't get upset with me. It's it's that time. It's You're that time to grouchy. get focused. Well, you know, I'm a little edgy. You at know, times. Vic Fangio going back to back the two longest seasons you can have going back two Hall of Fame games. So it's going to be you know quite a workload for him in the two years and his first year as a head coach. Yeah, but nobody nobody loves it more than him, guys. Nobody. Yeah, well, they got a I, long camp. They got nineteen uh, nineteen public practices, right? Yeah, yeah, they do, they do. Well, he commented on that today, and I, you know, I hate to see that the teams doing this too. A lot of teams are are lessening the the public to come out, and I, and I've always stated this that what greater atmosphere than NFL training camps? No other major sport allows you to get up close and personal. Uh, with the players, you know, sometimes uh, not everybody can afford going to the games, and, and that's really their access. And so hopefully the NFL at some point maybe mandates how many open practices you can, whether it's 10, whether it's 12. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, they don't regulate anything. They have 20 open practices. There are some teams like the Raiders, they don't offer the public, they can't even see one. Hmm. So, you know, it's, uh, you know I, I think the NFL is making a big mistake. Uh, you know, I like that setup in Bourbonnais for the Bears. The Bears fans show out uh, show up in, in droves. It gives them great access now that it's centrally located in Illinois, not that drive what it once was up to Platteville, Wisconsin. Not that that wasn't great, but, you know, it's nice to see it local there in, you know, in Illinois where everybody can come out, uh, whether the, the southern fans or east or west of, of Chicago and the northern fans can make that drive down to Bourbonnais and get close access to the Chicago. I'd rather Bears. have the roar of the crowd the fans surrounding the fields and i would the music that this new generation they play out there and i think it could be motivating to see the fans as you're going through the gates to get ready for practice and that's part of the support Tom, uh, what about in your? I, you know, I kind of liked it having the fans there. You kind of as a player, you wanted to put on a show. Hey, here they've t- out of respect, they've made the trip in the journey to come here to this practice, put on a show, make it worth their while. Is, is what I always thought, and it really, I think, provided a lot of extra juice for practices because I don't think any of the players wanted to let the fans down. Yeah, you don't want to let that go because, and especially this year, I believe they're you know obviously given the one hundred and what we saw at the convention in the, in June. Uh, Tom and Jim, the the buzz about this football team, I think the turnout could be real good. 
uh, this year in Bourbon A. Oh, it would be packed every day because this has superstar power. They want to get up close to Khalil. They want to look at Akeem. They want to see Roquan develop. They want to see Mitchell Trubisky and his development at the quarterback position. They want to see Montgomery and, you know, every one of these guys. I'm just, you know, pointing out the guys in the roster, but this there's a lot of star power that – well, Everybody can gravitate and have something in common with. And what? you want to know what? A player coming out the field, whether they throw him a, a wristband or a glove or something, you, as for the NFL, they should be concerned because if that happens or an autograph, you got a fan for life. A fan for life. And that's really what Vic Fangio was talking about. Who doesn't want a Jim Miller wristband? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I've got many on my shelf. It all opens on Saturday, July 27th through August 10th. Bears training camp over to the public, 7.30 in the morning till noon on those days and then throughout the month of uh, August, the first portion of August leading up to the Bears' preseason opener against the Carolina Panthers, and then it's off to meet the Giants, and it's here quickly. Coming up next, we'll be joined by our rookie tight end, Dax Raymond, the undrafted guy out of Utah State. He'll join Jim and Tom and myself, Jeff Joniak, Herb Lawrence helping us out along with Julio Roseo today. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome back into Bears All Access. We're brought to you by IGS Energy and Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller joined now by tight end Dax Raymond, the rookie tight end out of Utah State, joining a long list of tight ends trying to make their way into the 53-man roster just about a week from now. In fact, the rookies will report a bit earlier, along with quarterbacks as the Bears get going on what is exciting to say, an outstanding potential season for these 2019 Chicago Bears. Good evening, Dax. How you doing? And welcome to our program. Hello. I'm. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be on tonight. And you got to be thrilled beyond belief that uh, you are an NFL rostered player at the moment, uh, given... <laughs> Given, you know, the journey that everyone has, uh, some guys are, are first, second, third-round picks, and they've pretty much got a lock on a roster spot when you when you start the festivities. But guys like yourself started uh, right from the bottom and got to work your way up, don't you? Exactly. But, hey, you know, I wake up and I'm playing in the NFL right now. I'm living the dream. So I couldn't be any happier with the situation I'm in right now. You know, Dax, I think everybody pulls for free agents, and it's interesting to hear the story, why are you with the Bears? Was this a system-related decision, or did the Bears win out over other teams that wanted your services? Yeah, so at the Combine, I actually I had a formal interview with the Bears, so they had shown interest in me before um, the draft. And um, after looking through, after going undrafted and realizing I was going undrafted, looking through what options I had I felt like the Bears would be a good fit and it was a great team so after speaking with my parents and my agent you know we decided that we thought the Bears would be the best fit and I said you know let's go for it well Dax Jim Miller here uh, pleasure to talk to you and just talk about the bloodlines I believe your father is a longtime player your brother is a longtime player and you know and how did you end up uh, playing for the Aggies and certainly you know, your measurables at the combine, people don't realize you got big hands, man. Ten and a quarter inch hands. It <laughs> ran a good speed uh, there at the combine, running post in a 4.7. We cover every single player, and, and certainly your numbers stood out. Yeah, so my dad, he ran track at BYU. He's still on the record board for high jump. Um, he's still in the top ten over at BYU. Uh, my mom was a dancer, a cougarette at BYU. My older brother, he played basketball for a year at a small school in Virginia and um, at a small college. And my little sister, she runs track, and she 
holds the state record for long jumps. So I think we just have a bunch of athletes in our family. Um, you know, we just love playing sports. It's what we've been doing since we were kids. Dex Raymond, our guest here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 Score with you until 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, Scout David Williams, who handles the West, uh, called you a smart, competitive, versatile player. And anytime the word smart, competitive, and versatile are in the same sentence, that does check many boxes for this Bears organization and what the front office wants in a player. Would you say that's an accurate description of you in a simple way, there's certainly the X's and O's and the, the other aspects of your fundamentals and, and traits, but would you say that's something you can wrap your arms around? Uh, absolutely. You know, I, I pride myself in knowing the plays and knowing the offense and the, you know, on the back of my head. Um, and at the end of the day, it's all about winning in my brain. And that's, you know, I want to compete and, you know, I want to be as competitive as anyone out there on the field. So I agree with that statement 100%. Hey, Dax, in your system you came, you came from in college, <clears throat> did you line up on the hash next to the tackle or in an H-back position? Where did you line up the most? Honestly, I did it all. It was pretty balanced. Um, that was something that we did a lot at Utah State was, you know, I'd be out on the hash, and then the next play I was, you know, in an H-back position for the run play. So I'm comfortable with it all. I'd say I was mostly hash and H-back, putting my hand in the in the dirt was a little more rare. It was more third and short or goal line, but I definitely did it all. Well, all Mountain West honors uh, in 2017 and 2018 for for the Aggies. And have you always played uh, tight end? Like what you know, what what one what drew you to football? Since you, your family is just for an array of athletes, and obviously, or did you play all sports growing up? Yeah, so you know, growing up, my dad obviously pushed track because that's what he did, but my older brother and I, we really just loved football and basketball. I mean, my greatest memories growing up were, you know, shooting in the driveway uh, with my older brother and all of our friends. So we all we played football and basketball growing up. My brother went with basketball, and I just loved football, so I chose football. Again, we have Dax uh, Raymond, our guest on Bears All Access tonight on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, 27 catches, 345 yards, two touchdowns last season at Utah State, a kid who hails from Provo, Utah, and any tight end in your position would love to have those bigger numbers. The college game, though, tight ends don't always get used the way uh, they are in the National Football League, and particularly the blocking aspect of things. Where are you at at that level? Um, you know, I feel like I'm still improving as a blocking tight end. Um, you know, I only played tight end in college, and I only played three years of tight end. So I still feel like I have tons of room to improve, and I don't like the word potential because that means I'm not there yet, but I still feel like I'm, I have so much that I can learn, and that's why I'm excited to get in this program with these great coaches that can teach me and coach me up. Well, Dax, Jeff asked you about the blocking. What about the routes you ran in college? Are they relatable to the routes that you're seeing in this early installation of the Bears offense? And are, are there things relatable that you'll be able to take from your college routes to to this level? Yeah, for sure. There's tons of routes that are really similar, uh, which really helped me in the OTAs, just kind of understanding, you know, where we're trying to break off our stems or, you know, identical routes where, you know, I, I already ran this route for four, three, four years in college. So, you know, I'm used to them. So, yeah, I'd say there are a lot of similarities. There's definitely some new stuff that, 
I have to work on. But for the most part, I was pretty comfortable with all the routes that we were running. How has the install period gone through the the OTAs and the mini camps and all that, and just the the volume of the install? Just you know, you're going to see a lot more coverages. The array of coverages you're probably being exposed to as you arrive at the Bears. How's that been for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the playbook it's five times the size of any playbook I've ever seen, um, which has been awesome. And yeah, the defenses you know, there's defenses I've never seen before, um, but. Like you guys know, I served a two-year mission. I learned the Russian language, and I pride that <laughs> I can learn. I can learn an offense uh, because I've learned the Russian language, so it wasn't too bad for me. Yeah, uh, let's say uh, Bears win the Super Bowl in uh, Russian. How can you? How can you fire that off at us right now? No, Medvedi выиграет Super Bowl. Good enough for me. Sounds good, Dex Raymond. <laughs> Here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. I'm sure your I'm sure your new teammates are gonna uh, bust you on these things a little bit during training camp when everybody gets really acquainted. You know, getting away from Hallisaw and everybody's uh, in the same boat uh, up at training camp. It, it it's got to be not only exciting and fun to, to think about what's coming next, but when the pads come on, things certainly change. As you know from being a football player. Uh, is that aspect you mentioned how competitive you are and you love to compete, you love to win? Uh, will that be when you get in the heat and you get on that field, you know, and the first time you throw on pads in the National Football League, and, and you know what's coming at you, these grown men? When you're 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 a young man, 24, but a, a rookie in the National Football League, when it's all going to sound and feel real? Yeah, you know, it's crazy just hearing you say that right now. You know, it's it's game day every day once you put those pads on. So you got to have the mindset ready to go game day every day. Hey, Dax, you know, your quickest route to a jersey is through special teams. Did you have any experience of that in college? I mean, this is kind of a serious question because you're 24, you've played a lot of football. Do you know how to tackle? Do you know the techniques and the fundamentals that go about it? Because when you're on punt coverage, you're on kickoff coverage, you know, you got to be on kickoff return, punt return. But, you know, now you start doing some things that maybe you don't have a great deal of experience at. Uh-huh. Yeah, so last year I started on punt all year with uh, Utah State, and I've been on kick return. So I am familiar with tackling, and like I said, or like you said, for sure, I, I understand to get on this roster, I'm going to have to compete, especially on special teams. And if I could start on four special teams, I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, whether it's running down on a kickoff or blocking on punt, I'll do whatever I can to make this team. Well, for that two-year mission, you just sound like you got, you know, you're a mature 24-year-old. You know, the, a lot of young guys, you know, sometimes come in with the anxiety uh, of training camp. And it just doesn't sound like the, the case for you at all, uh, Dax. Maybe uh, your point of view, because, you know, I'm sure there's always that doubt in your mind, but you have the the maturity to go out there and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to go compete to, to make this team. Yeah, absolutely. I pride myself that I'm a more mature 24-year-old rookie because that's a little more rare and most rookies aren't 24. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I see it as a different – there's a different aspect to it. Uh, you think, yeah, I'm 24. You know, my I've had a bunch of football in my past. But, you know, those two years I wasn't taking a beating. You know, I was, I was walking around in Siberia, but I wasn't getting smashed every day playing football. So my football mileage really isn't – I'm more of a 21-year-old body but just in a 24 year old brain and still that makes sense. yeah it does make sense and still a lot to, to to learn at this level you said tight end only three years in your football playing life so you can look at that in a couple of different ways you're this piece of moldable 
uh, material right now to to adapt to this system and this scheme. And you don't have a lot of bad habits, right, at the position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope I don't have any bad habits. <laughs> and, you know, I hope that the coaches, if I do, they'll get those out of my system real quick and, you know, only can learn new things that will help me improve to be the best tight end that I can be. Well, we wish you, we one, wish you one, nothing but the best. It's going to be a, a fun training camp. Everybody's looking forward to it, as I'm sure you are as well, a week out here getting ready for uh, Bears 2019. Dax Raymond, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Dax Raymond, our guest from Utah State, the rookie tight end, will join the group along with Trey Burton, Adam Shaheen, Ben Broniker, Bradley Soul, Ian Bunting out of Hinsdale Central, Jesper Horstead, Elser, El, excuse me, Ellis Richardson, the whole cast of characters ready to compete at training camp. When we come back, we'll break down that tight end position a little more with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff, Tom, and Jim joining us on Bears All Access. Just heard from undrafted rookie tight end Dax Raymond. Uh, sounds like a really sharp guy, fellas. Yeah, you know, and... He- I, I he is mature beyond his years. You know, being 24 and not having that abuse of football over the last couple of years, I think there's higher expectations for him because of that. You have life experiences. You have the experience of traveling around the world, <clears throat> the ability to adapt, the ability to master another language so you can survive in that area of the world. All those skills are relatable to football. So, And then I was I was talking to some personnel people around the NFL today, and running a four seven three forty, you know, having almost a 250, 255-pound body weight, and then this position needing competition. I think all of those, you know, spell well for, for Dax, and it's going to give him a true opportunity to come here and earn a roster spot, and he's got to be able to contribute on special teams. Yeah, 715 in his three-cone drill talks about his change of direction. That's a pretty good time for a player of that, of that size. We look at 6'5", 255 uh, pounds. And like anything else, you know, to me, he could be a perfect guy for, for the practice squad because he is so uh, young, I should say, at the tight end position, only playing three years, you know, but he's got these oily hips, and he's a tremendous athlete. Uh, maybe just a little bit more development is there because when you look at the uh, the depth at the tight end and depending on roster cuts and you know numbers are going to come in to be a factor. You can't think about that as a player, but with Bradley Soul making that transition uh, to tight end, you know that's going to change some things and how that position. So Dax to me would probably be a perfect person for per practice squad as it sits right now. You There's know, a Jim lot and to like about him, Jim and Jeff. When we talk about Bradley Soul and we talk about Dax. Who really has the advantage from this moment on? A person that's young with three years' experience and limited or a person that understands the blocking schemes and the how to block and fundamentals of blocking but has never played the position? And I'd like to get both of your take on that. Uh, Well, I I mean, well, Coach Nagy spreads it out a lot more than some other teams around the league in terms of goal line (laughs) personnel. But I think if you're just looking for overall blocking, if you were going to go heavy personnel and obviously short yardage and goal line command it when you kind of want to just stuff it up in there, and I would think Bradley Sowell has, has the advantage. You know, and I would I would think when you look at those guys on the roster, Trey Burton's more of a movement guy. Dax is probably a movement guy until he uh, improves 
uh, his blocking ability. But then the bigger guys, when you look at Adam Shaheen and Bradley, probably would probably provide a better benefit in heavy personnel in those positions, which I think would give them an advantage if the Bears want to play smash mouth. I would agree with what Jim's saying. Maybe two different types of position players here. Uh, And in addition to that, knowing that Matt Nagy loves a buffet. He loves an offensive buffet of different options, as we all have learned and will continue to learn. This is not just lip service. He actually, this is how it's going to be. One guy's not getting all the touches. It's going to be creative based on matchups each and every game, each and every series, for crying out loud. So I'm interested to see where Bradley's at as we continue to break down this tight end position in terms of his his weight and so forth because he was shrinking down. I want to see what he winds up here at training camp and how he handles that weight, how he feels, you know, being able to run routes or just putting his hand in the dirt and being that blocking tight end. But, you know, he's got a, a lot of energy, and that's the I think that's one of the reasons you even consider moving Bradley to the tight end position from an offensive lineman because he, he's got the athleticism to play up and down the line of scrimmage. He's a really good long snapper. So obviously he's got the traits to adapt and learn any other position, but I think at this stage of his career this will be the biggest hurdle that he'll face in trying to – learn more than just attachment to a player in front of you. you got to be able to disengage and then still follow the flight of football as you're reading coverages. Fellas, uh, given the uh, nature of a sports hernia operation that Trey Burton had and he missed the offseason program because of it, what do you project his status to be when they get to work? Mm. That's tough. I, I've had hernia on both sides. One, for me, took six months. I mean, wow. where I finally felt where I felt really good. You know, and you know, and I don't play. You know, playing the quarterback wasn't the movement position at what uh, Burton uh, is going through. Other guys, you know, everybody heals differently. Certainly, uh, that and he, you know, he's a professional. Uh, but I just know it didn't feel right for me. I was out there moving and and doing all the things I needed to, but I, you just it just didn't feel right till about six months after that surgery. Some of those sports hernia surgeries can be complicated. You know, some of them have ended careers. Uh, look at Vernon Davis; that ended his career as a corner, having that sports hernia surgery. You know, the thing for me is selfishly looking at the development of Mitchell Trubisky. Last year when Allen Robinson came here and he was recovering from a knee injury, and you don't have the chance to run these guys at 100% um, of practice tempo in order to get the timing down that is such specifics in order to get it done right. I don't want to – you know, I I hope Trey – is ready to go and can contribute in some way, shape, or form. And I've never had a hernia, so I don't know. But I'm just I'm hoping for the selfishness of the development of the offense that he has the opportunity, even if he's out there for seven on seven, um, and you limit his contact downfield or exposure to re-injuring um, the you know the hernia. So. Um, I, I hope he does for all all players involved, including Trubisky. I meant I meant Vontae Davis. Sorry, I want to correct myself, John. I think I said Vernon, but yeah. remember the former corner of the Colts. He went up to the uh, to the Buffalo Bills, and he, he just said he just never felt right. You know, he played a whole season, um, and it, you know he said it just was not good for him. Uh, his sports hernia surgery. And I know that uh, we've all talked about Adam Shaheen on this show quite a bit. We all have high expectations for Adam, and it's one of. Uh, Tom's collection of players that he's got circled in terms of making that next big step, making a big impact based on their experience level. Uh, what what are your respective expectations right now with a healthy Adam Shaheen? I, my expectations for Adam Shaheen is when they do the introduction of the starting lineup that's including the big tight end that for 
16 games, he's the guy that lines up, the guy that gets introduced. He's the guy that can make a difficult catch and pop up off the ground. He's the type of guy that can be instrumental in the blocking scheme of the outside edge or even plays that are run to the interior, and he can handle some guys one-on-one. He can knows how to work with the offensive tackle, with the other tight ends, the H-backs, and the different members of the blocking schemes that he's going to have to work with. I, he needs to take that next step in the evolution of player development in terms of the mentality you have to have in terms of toughness to be on the field under every, any situation that's called for him. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not expecting Travis Kelsey, but he's an athletic player. I mean, this is a former basketball player who can play above the rim, has the ability to make big plays, uh, stride and run after the catch ability with his movement skills. So I'm with Tom. I, I think it's time. It's time to come out of the shell. I know part of it was due to injury and the ankle and, and all that, the foot injury that it was dealing with, but I, I think it's time. He he does need to take the next big step and really be a huge contributor, I think, here for the Bears in, in because if not if not him, who? Right. And that that's that's the that's a big question mark. And you talk Jeff about Matt wanting a buffet. Listen He's he's part of the prime rib. He's part of the meat department. He's you know he's not you know secondary consideration of putting a little on your plate. And then we got Ben Broniker who's been here a while now, so outstanding special teams player. He'll get some work in as well. Looking forward to the tight end breakdown throughout the course of training camp. When we come back, how about some phone calls, folks? 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. Herb Lawrence, Julio Roseo. Our producers tonight, and this is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Back with you on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio. Another 20 minutes in the program. Jeff Joniak, Taft there. Jim Miller with you. And our phone number is 312-644-6767. Let's go to the phone lines. We got a Tom in Lincoln Square kind enough to join the program. Big Tom? Yes, I wanted to uh, talk about Adam Shaheen. And what I noticed about Shaheen is that he seemed like a, a big guy, 6'8", who was still a little awkward. I, I see him basketball all the time, these seven-footers. It takes him a while to get coordinated, and I just I thought that was the case with Shaheen, and I noticed that he was doing some martial arts working out this year. So I really think that uh, he's going to have a breakout year just because it, physically, I, I'm assuming he's going to put it together more. Like when he got hurt, I, he, someone uh, tackled him at the legs, and he fell real awkwardly. And uh, anyway, I just, I just think that that's going to be the difference between Adam and this year. And I think it's, I think it's going to be a big part of the offense. Yeah, you know, Tom, I hope you're right because you know I think we all like what we see out of Adam Shaheen. When you look at his structure, the width of his shoulders, his overall size. Jim mentioned of his basketball background, where he has the ability how to understand and how to use his body. And it was a freak incident. I, I think it happened last year during the Hall of Fame game, but. It's you know that's when everything has to come together where he is out there on a regular basis and like I said every time that he's part of the personnel package he's the tight end that goes to the front of the line and he's got to start setting the example for the position because I know there's he's got really lofty expectations by the Bears fans and by the the personnel department up there at Hallis Hall. We've seen a lot of this of players who really, that's what he is. He's a former basketball player making the transition to tight end. And, yeah, he played at a smaller college in in Ashland, so things are a lot faster uh, for him right now when he arrived uh, in Chicago. Hey, there are players that have been former basketball players converted to tight end that still haven't mastered the position, i.e. Jimmy Graham. 
up there in Green Bay. He really still hasn't perfected his blocking ability, and one of the reasons why Seattle uh, shipped him off. He's kind of been a, a flex guy more in the receiving end of things and really burst onto the scene in New Orleans then continued up there and didn't go as well in, in Seattle and, and now starting to catch on in Green Bay, but still the blocking part of it, part of it hasn't been a part of his game. So, you know, it's it's a tougher transition to make. And, but I, I think Shaheen can do it. He's he, a good athlete. He, he just got to work at it. That's all it is. He's he, got the athleticism to do it. He really felt that he was about to come on strong, but that injury was pretty significant. Yeah. He'll even tell you that. And so back at the mini camp uh, in the OTA sessions when he was available to the media, you're going to hear about chasing great. If you've forgotten about it, that, that's the theme here, chasing great. So what is Adam Shaheen's chasing great. Yeah, I mean, my chasing great is chasing, you know, being on the field all 16. So, <laughs> like I said, I'm caught when I'm, I'm confident in what I can do when, when I'm uh, available. And and that confidence has to really come to fruition here in year three, fellas. All right, to the phones again, Wayne and Pontiac. Thanks for hanging on. You're on Bears All Access. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I really like Ryan Nall. I know he's on the practice squad, and he was all last year. I really, with all the running backs we have, I'd like to know on all three of your opinions what you see him uh, being a bigger part of the team. Uh, thanks, and go Bears. Yeah, you know, Wayne, I like Ryan Nall. He catches the ball well. He's a big back, He, but whether he's running the ball he, and he has blocking ability, yeah, it's going to be a tough position to earn your way into into the carries during the year. However, is if we learned anything from Coach Nagy last preseason, I don't know how much the starters are going to play during the game itself. So he may get his exposure, whether for the Bears or for another team out there. But he's got all the physical attributes you look for in a running back. He's tall. He can lower his shoulder pads. He's got power. He does a great job in the practice squad and when he's shown the opponent's offense. And he's got good versatility in his skills. Yeah, definitely. Well, and he's still practice squad eligible, you yeah. know, to, to polish his game, uh, as you mentioned. Because I, I do think it'll be tough. You know, you're probably looking at, at four guys on, on game day and with the acquisition of, of Mike Davis, the drafting of David Montgomery and, and Tariq Cohen and Mazel. Mazel kind of spells Tariq Cohen in, in his role, uh, you know, in, in terms of the receiving side of it. And I think for Ryan Null, is just polishing his game. But I agree with you, for a bigger back, you know, he had that big run uh, a season ago in, in preseason and showed the versatility. Uh, that I think the Bears are looking for. And you can definitely see that he plays hard, and football's important to him. Um, but I think it'll be tough to crack the game day roster, but we never know what happens with injuries. Yeah, um, he, had a 60, he had a 69-yard run. You're, you're right about that, Jim. And he turned the corner on a 32-yard touchdown, and he had a lot of long touchdown runs, a lot of long runs at Oregon State. So he does have burst, and when he turns the corner, he's a big-bodied back. Uh, and in this conversation, where are you on special teams with a guy like this? With Ryan Nall? Yeah, that, that's the other part of it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's, you know, for all the guys that don't have a guaranteed jersey and there's not, you know, there's not a, a lot of them, so you're going to have to be able to contribute. But you're going to have to show some type of special knack. What what do you do above and beyond all else? And, you know, I always refer to Neil Anderson because here's a guy as a first-round draft choice running back. He was the best special teams punt team tackler I've ever seen since I've been around the Bears. And he created that niche for himself that he was not going to be denied. And, and if Ryan Nall could do something special like that, it would, it would, hard, it would be hard to deny him the opportunity. All right, yeah, I'm Go sorry, ahead, I, I played with Fred McAfee. He was a longtime Saint, and he played uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He literally lasted 
you know, forever in the NFL. He was always the fourth running back, and he was always the league. Uh, he was always not only our team leader in tackles that Tom just mentioned, but he played around the NFL a long time, 15-year career. Fred McAfee just uh, uh, f- was fourth on the depth chart, but number one in special teams every single year. We opened up the running back uh, conversation, and I've been asked a ton about David Montgomery, and I still feel, and I said it on this show before, he feels like a first-round pick, even though he's in a third-round body right now. You know, until further notice, he's a third-round pick that comes to the National Football League, but he's got he's got a charisma to him. He's got a competitiveness and a, a, and a versatility in the pass game, including some really terrific route running that. I just have a really strong feeling about this. And, Tom, you know, you texted me today about the running back position. Will, will the rushing yards be collectively higher in 2019 than it was in 18? Will the receiving yards at that position be higher in 19 versus 18? So it's a good topic to discuss. You fellas. know, when you, you talk about Montgomery being a third-rounder, we all think we're first-rounders, <laughs> you know. And, I, I, you know, I still argue about it now. I know I wasn't. I was a fourth-rounder. But you got to have that faith in yourself, and you have to have that belief that maybe you are underdrafted and you deserve better and you're going to earn better. So that's what I'm looking for out of Montgomery. Uh, interviewed him at the Combine. I think uh, you're right. I think he is a very confident uh, young man, and he, and he should be. You know, he, he's been highly regarded with his ability to run and how he can do, uh, run routes and ability to come out of the backfield just to provide more versatility. Um, so I think you're right. I, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, you, you want him to have his tongue hanging out at the end of the game, much like a, a Tariq Cohen, because he is that dangerous of a weapon. And there were more teams than the, just the Bears that were interested in David Montgomery. You know, Jeff, in that question about more receiving yards or more running yards out of the running back position specifically, I almost feel if they were looking for more rushing yards <clears throat> out of the running back position that Jordan Howard would still be here. I think when you're looking for the exposure of what ultimately this offense can be, how you can benefit the quarterback position and how you can put more threat downfield, maybe it is more receiving yards out of the running back position where you get to the edge faster. You start counting on the, re- the running back to be the primary receiver in a route called out of the huddle. Now you can dictate pass rushing ability of your opponent and you can dictate a lot of different things in personnel groupings uh, against your opponent bears 11th in the national football league last year 121.1 yards per game in the first year in the matt nagy offense but it's always about route running with matt nagy at that position yeah well i I think because the game we've seen it change where you you see the spread out sets that the bears run the creativity on offense, and that's kind of who David Montgomery is. You know, we look at size, his speed, how he played for the Cyclones, and this is nothing against Jordan Howard because we all love him. The guys, I mean, back to back over a thousand yard seasons, the guy's an absolute truck, but the creativity kind of isn't there in space. And it's, it, you know, I think we all know that he's not going to have the wiggle uh, to be creative. And David Montgomery kind of has. He has the calmness and the creativity when chaos is going around him in space that is pretty special, I, I think, is what people think about him. Don't forget Mike Davis, fellas. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's why. Here's why I think. He, he's got a grittiness to him, uh, and I think he is going to be – just just been in talking to him and his belief and how he's maybe been overlooked so far in the National Football League um, out of South Carolina. I just think that aspect in the running game will also benefit the other guys. 
You look at the versatile offense that he's already been a part of. So he's in a guy that's coming into the Chicago Bears with an experience of playing with a mobile quarterback that, you know, like you use the word buffet, there's a lot on the plate where he's come from. And I think when you look at them, Seattle, they were number one in the NFL rushing the football. They kind of, you know, you look at those pass plays by Russell. Granted, it was a great year for him, 35 touchdowns, only seven interceptions. But when it came time to run the football, this is who they turned to. And it was Mike Davis. He really came out strong for that group. And that's a lot of power runs of what uh, Seattle, because Pete Carroll just wants to go smash mouth, so he does have the grittiness you're talking about, Jeff. 312-644-6767. One more segment. We come back. We'll talk Mitch Trubisky with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lauren Screeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night, 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago, or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. Remaining moments with Jim Miller and Tom Thayer. Jeff Joniak here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, 312-644-6767. If you got a thought before we go, fellas, we all uh, check out Pro Football Talk. The headline today Can Mitchell take the Bears to the next level? That seems to be a popular question now that the Bears were a playoff team in 18 with a terrific start under Matt Nagy and an offense uh, ready to take off, or it should be plenty of weapons to work with, offensive line intact. Is he ready to take off? You know, Jeff, this seems to be the offseason of lists, comparison. Where are you in the Madden game? Where is the Bears as a, as a team? Where is Coach Nagy as a, you know, as a head coach? Where is Mitchell Trubisky rated as a quarterback? It's unbelievable that how this downtime in sports has created all these lists that they have. You know, and Mitchell Trubisky just has to under, have a better understanding of the offense that he had last year, that he can play more naturally, be the athlete that he is, you know, work on his long ball accuracy, have knowledge of the offense so he's do, doing things more naturally. Uh, you know, we're not, you, you, there's not going to be huge changes. It's just him getting better at, at how good he got last year. He needs to get better than he was last year. And that's going to be the key element for the growth of this football team because they will be as good as Mitch has an understanding of this offense. And like Matt said last year, 101 to 201. That's the step that Mitch has to take. Yeah, he's, he's already taken the, the, the next step, you know, from first year. And, and then he's already got a playoff experience in, in year two. And it's just just the growth last year all through the season is, is so impressive. And not to give any way, anything away for the uh, the preseason broadcast, I was asked that question. And I, I, I will pull up specific tape of Mitchell Trubisky during the broadcast of what he couldn't do at the start of last year and mm. what he was doing at the end of the season. Because that game, that week uh, 17 game against Minnesota, you have no idea how many times Mitchell Trubisky beat the Blitz. It was an impressive performance and outplayed an $84 million quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings in clutch moments of the game and just buried the Minnesota Vikings defense that is a top 10 defense. That was impressive stuff. And then follows it up as a a finishing act, 46 seconds left on the clock. You got no timeouts and got to get in field goal range to try and beat the Philadelphia Eagles, who are a tremendous football team. He did it. Great throw, dropped a dime over the corner to – uh, Allen Robinson to put him in position, then came back and throws a stop route, and then they just basically clock it on third down to put him in position for a field goal. That's all you can do. And he showed up big in big moments that he couldn't do 
earlier in the year, but by the end of the year, he definitely had grown as a quarterback. That's definitely the hook for me, that final drive against the Eagles. That, that is a great platform to build on here in 2019. Uh, also, let's look at some other uh, key players. At the receiver position, pick one guy that you're ready to see. I don't. It could be. It could be the number one guy. It could be the last guy on the list. Who's the guy? Who's the guy that you're most intrigued by that you feel is going to take off here in 2019? Each guy. For me, I want to see the explosiveness of Taylor Gabriel, and I think that it's in in concert with Mitchell Trubisky because if they have any ability to connect on passes that are 25 yards or longer and full speed, it's going to compute to scoring, but it's going to change the way you're going to cover the Bears. You're going to have to have guys off the line of scrimmage, and it's going to open things underneath for more players, more position players. However, you know, Taylor Gabriel is still blessed with great speed. And, man, if they can just use that, you know, once or twice a game to an explosive play, it's going to be points and coverage-changing ability. Ability. I could say something about all of them because I think Robinson now with two years or coming off the second year of that ACL, I think he's going to be uh, much, much better, more explosive with his acrobatic catches. But you want to know who's the most intriguing to me? Corderell Patterson. I think that guy is going to – surprise Why? what he's because he's got returnability right he can use be used in so many different ways uh with as a running back um all the different things he's been asked to do and it's been every team has used him differently whether he was in minnesota how the raiders used him and how bill Bel- bill belichick used him shoot the guy led the team in rushing three weeks in a row for for the new england patriots a week ago i think Nagy has got some intriguing things he's gonna do with cordero patterson or Corderell, I should say. And um, mine's Robinson uh, with a 1A to Anthony Miller uh, because we know how competitive he is. He was productive in, in, in terms of touchdowns and limited uh, targets and so forth, but just his desire, and if he matures just a little more, I really think that could be something to be very explosive as well. Let's touch on the offensive line before we get out of here because Kyle Longtom he's experienced great success as a bear three-time pro bowler, but he rolls in here completely healthy. Now, what does this mean for him and the line of scrimmage in general? <laughs> you know, I'll say a bold statement about Kyle because he's had a healthy off season and they moved. Um, they made movement where they have the James Daniels playing center Cody at left guard. If Kyle long, can go to the lineup 16 games after having such a, 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 a quality offseason where he's spent time, invested time in the weight room, invested time on the field, now is invested with an offensive line coach who's been around a couple years. He could be the best interior offensive lineman in the league. He's got unique power. He's got uncanny balance. He's got ability to get to the second level. There's not a defensive lineman out there that's going to compete with him strength for strength. Yeah, you have your Aaron Donald who has a certain amount of explosiveness that can win the snap count at times and make any offensive lineman, you know, look like the competitors they are. But to me, Kyle Long is the guy that he could be the he could be the offensive line changer because of his health and just, like I said, his freakish type of talents. Who wants to talk O-line? I will talk Mitchell Trubisky because here's what I'd say. If I'm Mitchell Trubisky and I've got that offensive line in front of me, I'm sleeping pretty good at night. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. That's a good group of offensive linemen coached by a great coach. All right, let me ask you this then before we get away. What are you most concerned about 
heading into training camp or your biggest question marks? And let's leave kicker aside a minute because we all agree that's obviously everybody's biggest question. I don't want to, to me, Jeff, I don't want to have unrealistic expectations of the outside linebacker position. I read a report the other day that they're saying Khalil Mack 17 sacks and, you know, they, we looked at the sack total that could possibly happen for Leonard Floyd. You got to be realistic about the position because every one of these offensive coordinators, they're spent all offseason devising a scheme how to put their personnel in a in a spot where they can dictate the whereabouts of Khalil Mack. So I you know I expect great things from him because he's a great player, but it's got to be about the contribution of everybody surrounding him. Let's just not go to the game and only watch Khalil. You know, Keem Hicks has to have double digit sacks. You don't know what Bilal Nichols is capable of. You may even see more sacks out of Roquan Smith. So I just want to see realistic expectations out of that outside linebacker position. I, I think for, for me, probably the most important, you want to come out of camp healthy. Yeah. I mean, you just, you know, you, you see, you know, nobody will make excuses. You know, teams like Atlanta, they're not going to make excuses that Deion Jones, they lose him and their top safety, uh, you know, Keanu Neal. But it, it matters. They're, they're starters for a reason. These guys are star players that went down for Atlanta and their season spirals out of control early in their season. And I just want to see this group come to week one. Everybody's ready to go. And everybody's healthy because this is going to be a pretty devastating group here in 2019. Hey, Broncos lost uh, Todd Davis, their starting linebacker today, with a partial calf there. It's three to four weeks, but it's that lack of momentum that, you know, somebody gets something early that affects them throughout the whole season. You don't want that either. But the Bears were extremely healthy last year. Tom, you and I are headed to Decatur. On Sunday, that's really when it all kicks off. Going back to the roots, we'll have some good times with uh, Matt Nagy and uh, Ryan Pace and some of the Bears, along with Lance Briggs down there. No turning back now, Big Jeff. It's nope. go time. Time to go. Thanks, Jim. We'll see you at camp this weekend, too. Sounds good, man. All right. That's going to do it for us tonight on Bears All Access. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Thanks to Dax Raymond. And for Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, Herb Lawrence, and Julio Roseo, I'm Jeff Joniak. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Athletico Physical Therapy, and Ford. 